Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Um, yeah, we're recording. Finally, um, I am here with Nevo. Um, the hardest woman in the world to get in contact with. They can't see you, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you waving. I'm like waving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you are the hardest person ever to get in touch with. Yes, I know my own friends. Like my friend was messaging me today and she sent me in big capital letters of text. You want every single thing. What's your postcode? I am. I'm so bad with my phone. You must be getting just like smash for messages i do i get like hundreds if not thousands of messages every single day on instagram so then i get really overwhelmed and when i get overwhelmed then i'm like right i'll just answer nobody and that'll fix it (laughs) (laughs) do you do you get like a load of like the people who might be signed up to OnlyFans, and then they're like coming over to like Instagram thinking you know wanting just to be able yeah. to talk to you personally or whatever I, I got loads of people thinking I'm like only fans technical support or something being like oh Neve your pictures don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. I'm like what do I look like <laughs> but yeah but the thing is because you're the you're the like for Ireland you're the only fan success story yeah true so then they they just think that I can like I don't know email only fans and fix all the problems <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish I could but, but they no. think if it's like if you, if you touch off Neo, like you might just like, I feel like people might think you're a bit of a money tree, you know, because you <laughs> have the formula, you've done it. Like you're the, you are the blueprint for Irish only fans. Uh, now before, I don't want to get into that yet, but do you know off the top of your head, because I, I know that you're like in the 0.07, the top 0.07, which is insane. Um, but are you the most um successful irish um only fans person so at the moment i'm 0.06 and there's one other girl she goes by bell olivia um she's 0.06 as well in ireland and i think we are probably the top in ireland i haven't really heard of anybody um being above that so yeah for for ages i was 0.03 when i very first started but obviously in the first month you're gonna you know with the whole like whack of money coming in the first 24 hours um and then I dropped like 0.09 so I'm like creeping back up there <laughs> but yeah I think we're we're the top in Ireland I mean who cares if it's 0.0 anything <laughs> like that is like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever, uh, I do. tell me so so before 
um like because everyone now kind of like at least on instagram knows you as nevo they know you as like you're well known um like what were you before like what were you before the rich bitch that you are right now um like what was nevo like growing up uh growing up I was an attention seeker like pretty much just the same as I am now but in a smaller version um I done Irish dancing I done competitive Irish dancing um and I started working this might surprise everybody but I started working at 14 in a nine-to-five job um, so <laughs> I, I was always a grinder like I hated school always done so bad in school always was so clever but hated uh, the whole school environment and done really bad and was like just a grinder wanted to work 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 I've always been that way which is admirable because it is going a lot of people it's very easy for people to be like um she is like getting loads of money for doing nothing and I know that's not the case but you know what people are going to be saying mm, yeah, yeah. um and not knowing then that you have been grinding um mm. and turn that into something amazing now yeah um yeah. but my question was oh yeah why do you think uh, and this is not to get like too psychological <laughs> but we do like to do that like have some deep conversation yeah, sure. why do you think you or why would you refer to yourself as an attention seeker and I get it because yeah like sometimes it's kind of like and I I think I I I think we're all like that in some capacity but it's like you feel the need not you but like all of us to get or like you need your your validation for you from other people and it's like quite toxic yeah 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 Uh, I'd say with me like I kind of I think the way that people perceive me as an intention seeker is the whole I don't care attitude. I'm going to say and do whatever I want. And people perceive that as attention seeking. I think with me, I had quite a bad childhood. I did not have a good relationship with my parents. My parents had me very, very young. Now I do now. I have an amazing relationship with my parents now. They've, you know, done the whole apologizing. We're sorry and made it, tried to make up for it. Um, So well, one more so than the other, but I won't get into that. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just had a really, really, really bad childhood and kind of had social services in and out, had the guards in and out, like it was insane. So I think with that, when you go through something and feeling grown up that your own parents don't love you and don't want you, it just makes you not care what anybody else thinks about you. It's like, do you know what? If that, if I went through that and my own parents done that, then I don't care about anybody else. And I want to reiterate that my parents are like, my dad is my best friend in the whole world now. Um, so I'm not like trash talking my parents. They were so young, like actual teenagers when they had me. Um, but yeah, I think it was just a hard childhood that kind of led to emotional issues as an adult (laughs) (laughs) but I get it I totally get it like I totally resonate exactly with what you're saying and it's kind of like you don't kind of understand until you're that bit older about Mm -hmm. how much your parents have the capacity to just fuck you up yeah like in terms of like trauma and stuff and then like that's why I always think it's important for people when do you know the way a lot of people just go about their day and they'll just they'll think without thinking and I'm kind of um like it's kind of like for me a lot of the things that I've been doing in the last couple of years 
is like, say if I have a certain thought or if I react badly to something or something triggers me, you know, that for someone else wouldn't be a really big issue. I kind of like try and like, tra- like follow like the trail of breadcrumbs from that thought in my head and being yeah. like, okay, why? Yeah, why yeah, yeah. is am I getting this reaction? And it's usually led back to some fucking trauma from being a fucking child. <laughs> yeah, it's, childhood trauma just fucks you up for life, I swear to God. Like, every little thing in my life, like, even every scandal I've been in, somehow I can put that back and be like, okay, you reacted that way because of that. And it's like, mom and dad, why did you have to do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I totally I, to, I totally get it like honestly I I really get it um Oprah speaking of she um I remember like watching this video right and she had this video about parents up and she was like mm-hmm. talking with some pastor or something um and I remember like I saw that clip and I started like crying like a little bitch because in the clip right um Oprah is like I'm not sure that's some sort of speaking event anyway but Oprah's talking about having a bad relationship with her mother mm-hmm. um and she's talking about the two of them are talking about like your relationship with your parents and that kind of thing mm-hmm. and then she said like that like you could be like I'm trying to like remember how she worded it but she was like you could be like a five gallon person you know you could be like have a five gallon personality and you live life on like a, a five gallon level and then she was saying that some people like our parents some people are born with like a one pint capacity yeah and yeah. that you know they could be like loving you like with everything that they have mm-hmm. but a one pint person like that's not going to fill you yeah. on the level that you need yeah when I like listened to that I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> I was like <laughs> I need to send this to everyone <laughs> Yeah, that explains it perfectly, to be honest. I think um, I think everybody as well. It's so weird because people our age, like uh, when you know when you get drunk and you get into this discussion, like every single person our age has like really like crazy childhood traumas. And it's like, what was going on in the 90s or the early 2000s? Like what was happening with parents? <laughs> it's mad. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do. You know, the way it's like, I can send it usually at the end of the night when you're drinking. Um, and there might be only a couple of people left and you all start to trauma bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. I love it. I'm sitting there like mess. Like, oh. <laughs> Me too. And then like, because I'm the same, I'm the next day, I'm like, ooh. Because as well, the thing about trauma bonding for me, it, what star sign are you, by the way? Aquarius. Okay, so you're water sign, the same as me. Um, for me, it's like these trauma bonding things at the end of the night when you're drunk like you say things and like you bear your soul or whatever. And then like the next day it's always like, Oh, yeah. I wish I didn't let people see me that vulnerable. Yeah. 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 That's Are a you big, kind of the I same. Have, oh, I have huge issues with that. Like huge issues with letting people see weakness or vulnerability in me. And the odd time, mm-hmm. even on social media, the very odd time I crack and I let the mask down and I cry or something on my story. And I will for, I'm not joking for about two months, I will be embarrassed of my life that I cried on my story. Um, I always feel like I have to like, I don't know, be strong and have a wall up all the time. Maybe that's the water sign. I don't know. I'm not really that into astrology. <laughs> 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 Made the water sign could be on time in the first place. I never stop crying, but I never ever ever show 
uh, well, I try, I, I show emotion to a degree, but it's never like upset. It's always, even if I'm upset, I'm like, no, I'm not bothered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, me too. That's the thing. It's a big issue with showing vulnerability again, which I think obviously stems back from some sort of trauma. Um, and then it's kind of like, I find my, I think that like maybe some people, I don't know, would say that I could be quite a cold person. Yeah, yeah. But again, it's the same as you said. It's like just leaving. It's not wanting to take the guard down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's with my friends and stuff. Like my friends get so annoyed because they're like, these people do not see the same Neve that we see. They get really annoyed by it. And I'm like, no, they literally don't. They don't see the same Neve that you see. So of course they have this opinion of me, you know. Uh, I get the same. Like I know myself that I come across really, really cold unless you are someone that's close to me. But I don't think that mm -hmm. will ever change with me because it's like, I don't know. I think it's a protection as well and a defense that you put up mm -hmm. over here. Like, it's just uh, people. It's just not wanting to show that vulnerable side, like yeah. water signs. I'm telling you. Yeah. Just, um, um, you were talking about before again on your stories. Um, well, I think it was on your stories again because I didn't really the first time I got to know who Neva was, um, on a, like a superficial level, just like hearing your name, yeah. was in work last year, and one of my buddies in work, um. We, I think we were, we were just having a discussion about OnlyFans and being like, oh my God, the money that you can make and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I heard your name in passing. Uh, or no, yeah. So I, we were talking about OnlyFans and I was like, oh my God, the money that you can make on it. And then this guy was like, yeah, well, do you know, or do you know Nevo from Cork? Um, nice. And I was like, <laughs> <"Well."> <laughs> nice. oh, loud, nice. loud. Yeah. Oh, but I see. He didn't. He he didn't say Cork. I presume Cork because he was like, "Do you know Nevo?" So I was like, "Well, I'm not going to know where she's not from Cork." Um, and then he was like, "Yeah, he, he was like, she makes so much money or whatever." And I was like, "What?" Um, and then the only the time my first introduction to you was around the, the Love Ireland time when you and Lindsay, which was the best, hands down, honestly, the best live stream I've ever watched in my life was when Lindsay went live with, with Ross Hogan um and then it was just like this big mess of like all these different like characters coming on and it was I knew that I was like I was like okay I, I kind of I could fuck with Nevo because <laughs> it was kind of like the, the exact same way that I would have you know, got into it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. just all about it. What I wanted to know, right, is I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Before we go on the Love Ireland thing, mm -hmm. um, I want to know why did it stop so abruptly? Um, it stopped so abruptly. I think just because we weren't actually prepared for the how quickly and how popular, like how much it was going to gain popularity. Now I know everybody liked to. It say went it. huge. Yeah, it went huge. And everybody loved to say, oh, we hated it. So cringy. But everybody still watched it every week. Like it gained 40,000 mm -hmm. followers in the space of what, two or three weeks. So I think we just were not um, prepared for it. And we ha we weren't really like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, like a whole plan before. It was kind of just like, right, we'll take it as it comes. And then it came to where Miriam had to go, I think, 
either to South Africa or home from South Africa. I can't, I think to South Africa. Um, I was going for operations on getting my ears pinned back and stuff. We all just realized, crap, we actually have a load of commitments. We can't really put 100% into this. So we said, right, we'll end it this time. And next season, we'll just make sure that it's, you know, all properly planned, coordinated, everything. Um, So yeah, there was no like real drama or anything. It was just, it became a bit too much for us at the time. But you know what? It was kind of interesting because... When I saw the way you were doing it and stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is, it is genius. <laughs> Do you know? It is yeah. so genius because it was like, God, it was like almost creating like, like for lack of a better word, like a TV show online, which no one had done, you know, in that capacity on Instagram, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking genius. Um, there was rumors going around that, um, ITV sent out like a cease and desist because it was too similar the Love Ireland the Love Island kind of shit yeah they actually I think at the very beginning um I actually I'm not 100 I wasn't like I kind of just done the presenting and stayed out of everything else I didn't even really do the presenting did I but um I think <laughs> at the very beginning I think they sent a notice to change the name because I think it was called something else no, it was Love Ireland, but the, the logo was literally the same, just with Love Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So we just had to change something then, and they let, they let us go. They obviously seen potential in it, though, if they sent that, because why would you even bother? It's just a little Instagram page. <laughs> exactly. But they obviously saw how successful it was, and they're like, yeah, shit. Yeah. And they're probably like like wheels working in their head, being like, how can we implement that kind of a yeah, thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do love it. Um, when did you, when was the step? So what was the, like, talk me through it when you were like leading up to starting OnlyFans? Um, so I actually had thought about OnlyFans for like two years, right? When Julia Halbanal started OnlyFans, um, I was, and I seen what she was making. I was like, this is something I could always do. Growing up as a, a child, now people like to say there's no way, but I swear to you, my parents will back this up. Probably from the, about the age of three or four years old, I was obsessed with Playboy. And I wanted to be a Playboy bunny. Then I was obsessed with Katie Price. I wanted to be a glamour model. Then I grown up as a teenager, always thought I'd love to be a porn star in my head. It just was something, the sex industry just always intrigued me so much. So when I seen Julia starting OnlyFans, I was like, mm, this is something that I could do. But I suppose I just didn't have the confidence before I had a following. And then I think what led to it was the point where I was getting, I don't, you probably didn't follow me then, but I lived in a mobile and I just got so much hate just for living in a mobile nothing else I didn't do anything else to anybody Why? <laughs> Why? at this stage I was never even in any drama like I was actually unproblematic just living in a mobile home doing a couple of TikTok dances and I got completely bashed every single day every video about me on the few there about 100 videos on the few page every day and I think at that stage I was like do you know what not that no hate could be worse than this. So I said, I'm going to do it. And maybe then I'll feel better about being hated on because I'll be paid to be hated on. And mm. that was my thinking towards it. Like, <laughs> I've never looked back. Well, what was it like? So, because <clears throat> like you said, you weren't like, you weren't in any previous scandals, whatever. You know, you weren't like kind of rocking the boat in any way. So what's it like being on the receiving end of that kind of abuse when you were living in the mobile because what it, that how long ago was that like three years ago no that's only like I only started social media a year ago stop 
Yeah, so it's only um this is only I only started OnlyFans seven months ago, so or six months ago. So this is only literally Shut up, six yeah, months ago. I swear. Oh my god, so, you bitch. <laughs> so it's crazy. It, it was it was so quick for me, like really, really quick for me. But this is probably only around nine months ago, and um it was horrendous. Like the hate I get now, I can justify it because it's like, mm, Neve, do you know what? You kind of deserve that. Whereas before, when I actually didn't do anything to annoy anybody and they still hated on me, it was like, God, I must just be like ugly. I must just be a horrible person. Like, and it was really tough. I went through a lot of mental health issues when I very first started social media. It really took a toll on my mental health. Um, I already would have been someone that would have had to take medication every day for anxiety, for depression. So mm-hmm. with that on top of it, it was very 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 tough at the beginning um but OnlyFans honestly for me completely changed that because it made me not have to be that picture perfect social media influencer and I could actually be myself on social media and now I can justify it like if people want to hate on me it's like okay hate on me all you want because every time you hate on me I get five new subs on OnlyFans like with that whole Twitter scandal I got like 1.5 thousand new OnlyFans subs so it's like but still like the hate that you get now it's not really I mean warranted hate really is it it's kind of more of the sake of like it's more like you it's like an easy target more than yeah. anything now <clears throat> it's become exciting. which is horrible so it's mm-hmm. become acceptable to be nasty and negative towards me everything that I do right I make mistakes and slip up just like every other human being on this planet but if I do it it's like the worst thing in the whole world and everybody in Ireland hates me and you know it's it's not warranted nobody deserves to get that level of hate I suppose maybe it's look I'm lucky that it's me and I have the mindset that I have because I know a lot of other people they wouldn't be sitting here today to tell the story if they've had to deal with some of the stuff that I've had to deal with on social media now I'm no angel I make mistakes just like everybody else but they're just that mistakes like we're all human be- mm-hmm. I'm 24 years mm-hmm. of age for god's sake my brain's not even fully developed <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I don't know it's just mad to me it's mad like yeah no, no angel but who is and yeah I mean look some of the some of the like tweets and stuff like you know are going to be provocative yeah but it seems like it's and I'm not just trying to like take sides, but just trying to be impartial. It does seem a little like hating on Nevo has become almost, it's like trendy hate. So it's like, we can like, we can like, you know, turn a blind eye to all of this. Like usually it would be like, oh, you'd be canceled for that kind of like negative, like, you know, like what happened to be kind or whatever, but it's like people turn a blind eye because it's Nevo and it's yeah. maybe even a little trendy, you know, I might get a few likes on this tweet if I say something bad about Nevo. Exactly. And then it's kind of made me like, I always used to have a very be kind attitude when I first started social media and now I don't anymore because it's like, and people say to me all the time, are you not supposed to be the girl that's all about positive mental health and be kind? Well, yeah, I was, I was until you I don't know had me trending on Twitter 70 times and I decided why would I be kind to a bunch of wet wipes you know so like (laughs) I get it your attitude and it gets to you as well and I have to I I find myself sometimes being like right breathe or else you're gonna say something really nasty (laughs) um so yeah I know but like they don't think like okay she's being provoked like 
at every single scandal that I have been in has been a provoked scandal. Like the last one, the tweet, people say that to me every single day and they've said it every day for the past seven months. But when I say it once, it's a big, huge scandal. But nobody gave a crap when people said, when there was hundreds of people a day saying that to me, you know? Um, so it's all, it's like they never- What was the, what was the exact the thing? I know what you're on about, but it's like, did you tweet that out first or was it in response to someone going after you? I think I had just gotten such a high. One of my tweets went viral about OnlyFans. So I had, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it went really viral. So I had loads of people tweeting me, saying it to me. So I was tweeting as a response to these people that were saying it to me. Um, and yeah, it just, the whole of Ireland just took it and ran with it, even though I didn't, obviously did not mean that towards everybody. I meant it towards the people who look down on sex workers. Mm-hmm. Like why on earth would I be saying it to just every ran- random Tom, Dick and Harry? My sister's a nurse. My dad works a nine to five job. I worked a nine to five job up until what, four months ago. Cause I kept doing it when I don't only fat or no, six months ago. Um, so yeah, uh, they just took it and ran with it and never thought, you know what, maybe this is a reaction to the six months worth of abuse that she has endured from idiots on the internet, you know? And I feel like if it was someone else, the the backlash wouldn't have been the way it was. Now, was the tweet stupid? Yes, of course. But it was just a stupid tweet. Like, why do you take everything I say as gospel? It's so annoying. <laughs> Like, I get it. Well, you know what? The thing about the tweet was what you said was not incorrect. Like, Mm -hmm. if we look at it on like on a basic level, people were not designed to work nine to five, work nine to five all their lives till they're like 65. They're trying to push it to 67. And then that is your golden years when you can fucking go and travel the world when you're 67 years of age, when you're barely able to wipe your own fucking asshole you know so what you said is is not true i i like believe that wholeheartedly like one thousand percent um and i think it was like i'm not sure in the exact history of it but i think it was like back in like the industrial revolution times it was kind of our the work the the like it wasn't always like a 39 hour work week 40 hour work week that wasn't always the case working hours were much much less back throughout history then at one point for whatever reason, I think economies needed people to do, say, this 40-hour work week. And it was told that it was going to be temporary until, you know, we're back in order and it's stuck. So yeah. what you said, absolutely. Like, I, like, resonate with that a lot. But then again, because the other 99% of the people are stuck in that system, yeah. then, of course, they're going to, you know, kind of, they're going to resent that. Because we are all stuck in that system. And then, of course, they're going to be like, oh, well, am I a fool? Because you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is, I think what a lot of what it is and why, like, even just in terms of why girls that do OnlyFans trigger the world so much is it's resentment towards their own situation it's like okay well why am I working 40 hours a week for this amount of money and you can go on and sell your nudes and get this much and that's all it is and that's what the way I think that's how I deal with it I'm like it's just people that feel like why can't I do that kind of thing not that everyone would do it most people wouldn't but um when you look at it really like my sister is a student nurse until recently and she actually had a breakdown when I started OnlyFans going this isn't fair like how can she earn this amount of money and I'm doing nursing and like it's it's not 
that's why I didn't even get upset over that amount of people being mad at me because it was like, do you know what? I'd probably be mad at me too if I was still working in my nine to five job, you know? I'd probably be going, who's Yeah, this? but the interesting thing is, you know, and it's not to like say that, pe- I'm, I'm not saying that like people shouldn't be offended, whatever, like I don't care how you feel. Um, I get it. I get it. I get both sides. I get one, that it is a universal truth that people should not be working nine to fucking five for their entire life. That is a fact. And then I can understand, obviously, the people being resentful. But the thing is, it's like the whole the, the resentment towards like, I mean, I, I'm nine to five, not currently, but <laughs> nine to five in terms of you resent your situation. You resent the the systems that are put in place. So that's definitely going to be some of that of, the, of that backlash. And, and it's just, it's not right. Like, I mean, the way people are living, it's not right. But of course that is directing a lot of hate towards you mm-hmm. because like we are so frustrated, you know, yeah. that people can barely afford to live and eat and, you know, whatever. Because I remember when I saw, um, I think it was in, no, maybe February, um you posted um oh yeah, I think yeah it was like yeah. your earnings for like yeah. january and february and yeah. january was like correct me if i'm wrong but it was like 60,000 mm. yeah 60,000 and i screenshot that and, and sent it to one of my friends and i was like i was like what's the point yeah. what is the fucking point do you yeah. know and, and I, that is the kind of there's no like tools there for people like it annoys me because there's so many people with so many great ideas to start businesses and you know get themselves out of that nine to five kind of structure but there's no help at all from the government there's no like even business studies you don't learn how to actually run your own business or anything like that there's nothing there for people there's no motivation there's no infrastructure so people are continuing to be stuck in the nine to five and when really everybody could be earning this money every single person could be could be earning big money but I don't know it annoys me a lot as well because I feel like everybody has potential to bring more to the table than working in a nine to five job and I think I just worded that wrong in that tweet if that makes sense Mm-hmm. And you know what the thing is, it's hard because the systems in place are put there so that people can't rise up, you yeah. know, so yeah. obviously a couple of people, you know, have the tenacity and they're able to break free and they're able to get through the cracks. Um, and then most people can't do that. So, of course, there's resentment, like whatever, as in look, people can get over that and fast because, you know, it's true. And it's unfortunate and it's not in any disrespect to the people in the nine to fives. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, what I, what I, what I'm fascinated about, right. Is so you have, what is it like 7,000 subs at the minute? I have at the moment seven, around seven K subs. Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> um, but the fact, okay. So to walk me through, okay. You've seven K subs, right. Obviously like, your shit is banging, you know, yeah. if you're able to retain 7,000 people on anything, yeah. that is insane. Yeah. Talk me through, okay, your nine to five. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is, like, what is your work life like? This is like to make people very angry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I spend on average probably less than an hour a day on OnlyFans. I answer messages. Um, now, I do other things. So when I get up in the morning, I don't do anything. Like I go for as about my normal day and it's nighttime that I work. I work best at my time. So I'll sit down at my time, maybe 40 minutes answering all my DMs. I try and actually clear my DMs every single day. A lot of OnlyFans girl let them build up to like a thousand. Mine are never, ever, ever more than 200. I clear them every day. Um, then... During the day, like my pictures, I just take pictures during the day. Like if I'm out for dinner, I go to the bathroom, take pictures. I'm not even joking. Um, No way. In the bathroom at dinner. I think people love that because they're like, oh, it's just real girl next door. Like she's not out here with a ring light and all of that trying to be like a proper glamour model. It's like, oh, here, look at my boobs. (laughs) Um, So I do that. Then I'll like organize promo or share for share, maybe for another half an hour on another app. Um, and that's really it, to be honest. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> like, that's it. And unless I'm doing like some specific, like filming a video, like last night, for example, I spent the whole night filming content because I am having surgery next week and I won't be able to do anything. Um, so unless I'm like filming specific videos, but even at that, like it's a five minute video and then you're finished. There's not really much work to, well, I'm going to get in trouble now from the smaller OnlyFans girls on Twitter who mm-hmm. love for saying this. For me, there is not really much work to OnlyFans. And I think that's because I actually genuinely really enjoy it. Multiple times throughout the day, I'll just log on and answer DMs and I keep on top of things. For girls who have smaller accounts, it is really, really tough. They have to be really interactive with their subs. They have to be doing custom videos, which is something I don't do because I don't feel comfortable saying people's names and all that weird stuff. (laughs) But uh, they have to just be constantly like some of the girls will be on OnlyFans for like 12, 13 hours a day. Um, So that's the realistic expectations of OnlyFans. If you're someone with followers, it's automatically going to be easier for you because like you don't have to do certain things to keep your keep your subscribers if that makes sense um mm-hmm. also with me I just have really really explicit content on my feed and I think with that then they're like okay well we're gonna stick around because she has one of the most explicit contents you know we're not gonna go there's a lot of girls who will only post like topless on their feed or wouldn't post um tapes or anything like that um but my feed is just super explicit so it makes it easier when you do have an explicit feed too no one wants to go on to i mean look i'm talking about me about go on to only fans and subscribe for like say side boob mm-hmm. you know yeah, because yeah, yeah. the in like you, you're competing with with god millions of free porn yeah 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 out there that's accessible to absolutely everybody so, like, I, 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 cause I feel like a lot of people kind of go on to a kind of, onto OnlyFans 
with a certain mindset and they're kind of like, okay, I'm going to show maybe a little side boob. And I feel like if, if to be successful, you have to be explicit. Yeah, there's like, there is the very odd story of someone doing just lingerie or just something like that and then working out really successful, but they usually have a big name on social media. It's, I've never heard of someone just working from the bottom doing lingerie and becoming, you know, top 0.0. Um, a lot of celebrities just do lingerie and stuff and obviously that's because they have a following or a lot of girls on Instagram just do lingerie and that's because they have a following Um, so you have to be realistic with your expectations like if you're not going to do explicit there's someone else that is you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, and my biggest advice is is if you are doing that work on building up your social media before you do like a non-explicit OnlyFans because I just I don't think it works unless and there's also the pressure you get a lot of pressure from people being like when are you going to do explicit and stuff so yeah there's a lot to think about <laughs> yeah well it's heavy going in is heavy is like you do have to weigh up a lot of things yeah um because unfortunately there are fucking weirdos out there mm-hmm. um if yeah. i know i know you said you don't do custom videos you are like everyone is getting the same thing or whatever if someone offered you enough money would you be willing to do custom No, I think it's just a weird thing for me. I've just never, ever been comfortable with it. I don't know why. Like the things I do on my OnlyFans, the customs is nothing. But for me in my head, it's just way too personal. Like OnlyFans is business to me. Um, I do not make it personal whatsoever. I message them and I have a couple of them that I actually would really, you know, chat to every day and have a more Mm -hmm. personal kind of friendship with um but I do not like making my content personal I just feel like it's strictly business and as well as that I feel like I have a boyfriend for me to do something saying another boy's name I think that's just disrespectful and that's my opinion on it I know there's lots of other opinions people are saying Eve what you're on about you to do anything is disrespectful but my boyfriend is very supportive (laughs) um so yeah it's just I don't know you could offer me like a hundred grand and I just still wouldn't do it I'd be like no (laughs) there is virtually nothing I would not do for a hundred grand <laughs> like nothing <laughs> um do you think that like I well first of all you don't need to do custom because mm-hmm. you are raking it in regardless but do you think that whole thing that off-putting thing about you is in terms of is it like that vulnerability thing yeah it could be as well because for me it's just embarrassing you know I don't know why it's in my head that's so embarrassing and that's why I won't do it um so it could be it could come back to that vulnerability thing really because it's like god no I feel like I'm I'm a bit embarrassed at this and I don't want people to Mm -hmm. and if this got leaked got you know like I don't care what gets yeah 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 everything gets leaked to me and I don't care there's been literally been tapes leaked of me like I couldn't care less but if something got leaked to me saying someone's name now I'm going to hide and I'm not even joking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I, t- I do get it I totally get it because what's that girl's name that you said a while ago Julia Julia Halbenal yeah Julia Halbenal mm-hmm. um was that the? I don't think I follow her but was that the girl that like a couple of months ago or weeks ago, whatever, had that picture up of like some guy like eating shit in the toilet or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right? So I'd have a couple that I do them with, which is basically humiliation. Like t- it's financial domination. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them want you to humiliate them and stuff like that's their kink. Um 
so yeah, that was findom and um, humiliation. But I don't know, Ireland went nuts over that because they, they don't understand the world of sex work and like that whole world, mm-hmm. don't understand the world of findom. Like when I seen that, I was laughing so much. Everyone was going mad. I knew that fella was sitting at home getting off on the fact that he was on Julia's story. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they want. That's what they want. <laughs> 100%. It's the, it's the humiliation thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I'm not very good at Findom because you have to be really nasty to them. And mm-hmm. like as much as I'm, a, I'm as much as I'm a dickhead, I actually am not good at being really nasty when it's on. Like you have to actually make me mad. Not I can't just pretend to be nasty. Um, so I'm not great at it, to be honest. But I don't know. No, you do have to be nasty. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of money to be made in Findom. So I really should go to some Findom uh, uh, or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't school, like Hogwarts. Um, but it's true, there is a lot of money to be made, as in like with all the tributes being paid and all that kind of thing. Like I'm well versed with the Finn yeah, yeah. um Ooh. all about it. Nothing mistress. Um, well, no, because have you ever taken that that test? Um, I, I, I was talking to um, you know Jenny Claffy from the Ickles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that test. It's like BDSM.org. So you answer a couple of questions or whatever, yeah. um, just different things, whatever. It's 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 long enough, but it gives you like a percentage breakdown of like all your different kind of like I guess the the kind of ranges of like kind of personality, like if you're going to be very dominant, very submissive or whatever. Um, Me and Jenny, as far as I remember, are top ones. So we were a hundred percent (laughs) brat. Take whatever you want from that. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I Um, I come back that I'm just a little bitch. I'm not like people think I'm really dominant. I'm not like that's why I can't do findom because it's like oh I don't want to dominate someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd be afraid of that, no I totally got it um it was interesting you said um and you don't re- you, you only have to go into as much as you want to you don't like whatever that you said that like you're, you're on about like your boyfriend I could respect your boyfriend you wouldn't do the custom stuff yeah which I get um like the, I guess one of the human interest things about this about you um is the whole like how does that work being in the relationship and being and and I get it I'm not like saying anything about it I totally get it you know but like what's that dynamic like yeah people definitely are um intrigued by that so my ex it kind of ruined our relationship but that was for the best um but my boyfriend obviously is Turkish so Turkey is quite a religious country. Take from that what you will. So when I met him, I thought there's no way he'll be with me. Um, the very first night I met him, I told him I'd done OnlyFans and it was just never an issue. Um, he's very, very forward thinking. Like he's actually, he takes my pictures. He does so much for me. He works basically as an assistant. Like he doesn't work for me, but he helps me so much that he's like an assistant mm-hmm. to me. Um I won't get into how much, but uh, just out of respect for him, but he he does he does a lot. He helps a lot, um, and yeah, he's just very very supportive. Um, 
I think because he sees how much I love doing it. And I think the other thing is because he is not Irish and my fan, like I have turkey geo-blocked on my OnlyFans because I don't know, I just like no to way. It, Yeah, I just like to keep it in Ireland. I don't want anybody from Turkey going on my OnlyFans, not because I'm afraid what they think, but because I don't have to deal with, you know, idiots over here shouting OnlyFans at me on the streets and stuff. And I like to keep it that way. Um, so I think because it's in Ireland, like, and we don't live there, he's like, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be a different story, maybe, if it was like people in his own country, but it's not. And I think that makes it, um, I don't know, it's like, it's nearly Hannah Montana, isn't it? Eden? <laughs> Why <is> it? <laughs> that is not making it onto Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, no way. Um, so yeah, he he's he's just never had an issue with it. And he actually explained to my friends, he was like, I trust Neve so much because the very first time she met me, she told me before going forward with any relationship, she let me make the decision on whether I wanted to or not, um, with her doing OnlyFans. So yeah, I think as well, because he's Turkish, people make the assumption of how does he let you do that? And it's like, lads, it's much the same as Ireland. There's people who are really extreme and people who aren't so much, you know, and he he's just not extreme like that. And he doesn't think he owns me or anything. So um, yeah, it works. And actually, it's actually quite a bonding thing for us because he helps me so much and like takes all my pictures and stuff for me. Like anytime that I do want to do like, professional or looking photos and he takes pictures for me he does everything for me so yeah it's kind of like a group project you know (laughs) but you you know what it it sounds good it sounds healthy you know Mm -hmm. because the a lot of the people that will be like oh my god nevo and your boyfriend and blah 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 yeah and like but most of these people like half of them aren't in healthy relationships exactly but will come and throw stones and I'm like why you know like focus on yourself (laughs) yeah exactly and it's they like to like make the assumption as well it really irritates me this really irritates me oh he's only with her for money he's only with her for this like his he has more money than I will ever have in my whole life like his family own so many businesses over here he is fine he doesn't need my money um and it that annoys me because it's like it's so discriminatory and so stereotypical Mm -hmm. because he's Turkish he's poor and he just wants a visa the other thing is the whole visa thing like he will never ever live in Ireland and I can tell you that now I've been begging him to come to Ireland on a holiday and he's like Neva can't it's too cold like he's just not interested in it at all so that annoys me the most people making the assumptions and it's like it's like these are all about like you know end to discrimination and end to racism but you'll happily bring Mm -hmm. assumption that my boyfriend is poor and I don't know on the streets or something because he's Turkish like it's ridiculous I know and like the fucking visa thing I'm sorry but I I don't know the don't know the the whole red tape behind it but I don't think like out of everywhere in the country I imagine Ireland is fairly easy enough to like come and live and work you know without going married Ireland is this amazing that everybody wants a visa to go to Ireland like (laughs) there's not even a bit of sun in the country for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) well it's just kind of it goes back to like kind of like a racist rhetoric of them oh like them taking our jobs that kind of shit you know it just kind of goes back to that like again resentment yeah um it was interesting you said that you've turkey geo-blocked yeah 
again, it's it seems kind of like, and look, I get it, like the people shouting only fans in the street, like whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of like being out of Ireland, and I'm sure you have a, a massive, you know, percentage of your following is made up from Irish people. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like again, it's like being still being able to keep that wall up. Yeah, you know, I'm not there. I don't have to deal with that shit. I mean, shit online, whatever. But I don't yeah. have to like fucking. Well, I don't have to be in the shop and seeing people laughing at me yeah, or yeah. saying something or the fact that like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe if this is for you, but I guess for me, it would be kind of the thing of like just like seeing people on the street, say back in Ireland, if you were living here and doing OnlyFans. It's like I don't know. It's like you giving away something of yourself or you know feeling like exposed. People, yeah. people like seeing people knowing that they have. I guess seeing you yeah. and your body and it kind of feels like thing again. Get thing. yeah it falls back to vulnerability again like and I think when I moved here no matter where I go in the world wherever I live I will geoblock because it's it's just nice to kind of not have to deal with it to be perfectly honest like even when I'm being cancelled on social media like I can still walk outside nobody knows that I've been cancelled or nobody cares about me being cancelled and it's it's I don't know I think when I left Ireland as well it made me a lot more brazen and brave because it was like do you know what I'm not even there I'm gonna do whatever I want but I think it does fall back to a vulnerability thing yeah a hundred percent like I don't want I, I don't want what when how I feel when I go out in Ireland I feel so vulnerable because I'm like there's so many people that hate me there's people that could shout things at me someone could attack me like that's how I feel um and I don't I don't ever want to feel like that anywhere else so I think I I would take any steps that I could to protect <laughs> to protect that which I to- it totally makes sense it really really does um a while ago you were saying or you were saying that you have surgery next week or whenever um because what I find interesting right is and you've I've seen you post this a couple of times on Instagram Mm -hmm. in regards to like body positivity and I've seen you say to people like not to look up at me for body positivity or you know something along those lines yeah (laughs) and because because you said that you don't or like you don't want to put an unrealistic expectation onto people or what's yeah 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 100 percent. I think girls who have plastic surgery it's very you can still be a body positive person uh while having plastic surgery that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is that you you 100 should not be having little girls look up to you as their role model for body positivity that's why I don't really speak about body positivity well that and I've made a couple of jokes <laughs> about um little little willies that people have went mad at me being like you're all about body positivity. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, so I I don't know I just think it's really important that people do not look at me and say I want to have Neve's body because Neve didn't even have Neve's body until she had money you know um, and as well as that I don't know I think plastic surgery is great uh, but it's very important to be open and honest about it. Like it really annoys me about people like the Kardashians and stuff when they're not open and they set mm-hmm. really expectations, um, which is why I'm so open constantly because I don't want, I know there is a portion of teenage girls that follow me and I don't want them looking at me thinking that I actually came out of the womb looking like this because I didn't, <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. I think that is something admirable, to be honest, to because it's like taking some responsibility you know and kind of like just 
telling people like yeah you don't know like you let people know like you said the kardashians i mean like the kardashians like i've said before like they took the face that they were born with as like a suggestion you yeah, know yeah. but but they're not going online to like their millions of followers their millions of like young influential people um you know being like oh guys i just got this done and i got this done so it, it like just adds this like impossible standard for people 100%, so i think yeah. that is i think that is what something that people can really really respect about you is in like most aspects of your online life there is a really good level of transparency yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah i think people just with me it nearly annoys me a lot because um like i have i know myself i have really good intentions in a lot of things that i do but people just constantly look at the negative they never look at the they never say oh she does this is what she does good it's just always everything that I do bad which is like obviously still I do bad things but I'm still young like let me learn let me grow let me live I understand mm-hmm. yeah I think people forget as well that it's literally only one year since I started social media like I, it's a role well I was shocked by that yeah <laughs> one year totally shocked I wish I, I wish um, and maybe I'd have more of an idea on, on how to navigate it but I feel like that's why I'm quite seen as quite problematic as well because I haven't really been given any time like I was on social media like one week and then had 10,000 followers straight away so I, I didn't really have any time to like think or navigate things it was just like okay here you go here's all these followers here's all these opinions mm-hmm. you know do you think because like you said sometimes I mean look not to me I, I mean I fuck with you you know but being, I guess, a polarizing character on social media and whatever, do you think sometimes, say, with, with the with the dramas, the scandals, whatever, is sometimes some of that deliberate? Because it's a great marketing move. I mean, it yeah. is a great marketing move. Like you said, yes. like you <laughs> said, you got like extra thousand followers. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Of course it is. Like people are, <laughs> people fall right into the laps. Like a lot of OnlyFans girls are purposely really, 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 um, what's the, what's the word for it? Um, controversial. controversial. Um, because the more controversial you are in the world of the, the sex industry, the more people are going to follow you, the more people are going to click your link. Um, I was not controversial really before OnlyFans and people still have yet to put two and two together. Like I am fully aware when I'm doing doing something that it's going to annoy people. I'm a, I'm really a troll in general. Like I quite like mm-hmm. annoying people. I find it quite funny when a little 24-year-old girl from Louth can annoy people that much by just simply having an opinion. Now, I don't wake up in the morning and say, oh, I need to, I need more subs than OnlyFans. I'm going to annoy people today. But when I'm doing something in my head, I might be thinking, mm, this could backfire. And then I'd be like, don't really care. Do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I think, like I've spoken to other OnlyFans girls, uh, really well-known ones that do the exact same thing. Like it's a marketing thing and people like, it's funny, even with that tweet situation the last time, like they were, I was number one trending in Ireland and they thought that they were winning. You know, we all tweet about her and make fun of her and you could call her ugly. We're so winning. Like I made, <laughs> you made me like an extra 20 grand last month. Like seriously. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's why I say if, you don't like someone don't interact with them because all you are doing is making them more popular making them more money it's so counterproductive like 
That is honestly <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, like, will, will you ever like plan out like, will you ever plan out like, um, because do you know what was so popping over the last couple of months was like Insta drama, like beef mm-hmm. on Instagram. Would you ever plan out like a fight or maybe like say something shady in the hopes of like kind of bringing out a bit of a show? Yeah, I haven't ever done it before, but I certainly probably would. Yeah. To be honest, like there's nothing off bounds with me. If I know I'm going to get like a thousand new OnlyFans subs, I'll do it. Like people are entertained by it like as well. People be like, oh, I bet she's doing that deliberately. But like you still sat and watched it. Like you loved it. <laughs> people love drama. Um, I'm trying to kind of stay out of drama now for a little while because after the last time, it didn't affect me when it happened, but it did affect me um, a couple of weeks later. It just, I got really overwhelmed by everything and just thinking about everything. Um, so I'm trying to stay out of it for a little while now. I think there's only so much I can take in this short period of time. <laughs> um, but usually it doesn't affect me at all and I'm grand. Uh, but I think the last time was just particularly bad because it was literally every single person. Like one tweet about me had 40,000 likes. Like that is insane. <laughs> like, that is insane. That yeah, is like... A couple weeks later I sat and thought about it and I was like, oh my God, that's at least 40,000 people that hate me. It's like, oh God. And it just all got to me a bit. Um and had a bit of an effect on my mental health, I actually ended up in hospital. So uh, I think that's the side to me as well, people don't see. And I probably should show a little bit more often because maybe then they'd ease up on me a bit. But no, actually, maybe they'd go harder. <laughs> so it would happen more often. <laughs> Are you saying, was the hospital thing linked to yeah. all this like hate coming I think everything that had happened over the past few weeks just it got on top of me and I just had like a bit <laughs> I'm not going to get into what happened but I had a bit of like I don't know an episode you could say I can't really remember much um from it but yeah it just all got on top of me and I ended up in the hospital drinking charcoal so like that's the side of me people don't see oh. I think oh, <laughs> she's so strong she's so well able for it which I am 90% of the time but I'm also human and it's important to remember when you're tweeting thousands of things about one person there's only so much people can take you know <laughs> like we're all human like you're gonna you are going to push someone way too far one day and you're going to be responsible for someone's death and it's it's annoying to me as well it's frustrating because you know when things happen like Caroline Flack everybody looks back and says we could have done something we could have done more but when I when it's happening right in front of your eyes you're engaging and involving yourself with it instead of saying do you know what even if this person has done something bad they don't deserve this you know Mm -hmm. that's the truth though as in like the amount of people that were like be kind um and then, and I'm sorry that happened to you, I am. And I don't want to like talk too much about, I know, but still it's a lot. And I don't want to talk too much about cancel culture or whatever. But what I always th- say about cancel culture, and I'll just say this, is that cancel culture, I think in its inception was meant to be there so that it was a way of like raising the consciousness of everybody. And it, I think in the beginning it set out as like, okay, say, and Neov said something with the, the nine to five shit. The thing, the approach would be kind of like, well, Neov, look, this is actually kind of, you know, what's happening. And if, if you understand, you know, it's about raising someone up with you. Instead, mm-hmm. cancel culture now is like holding someone by the throat. And no matter what happens, it's not allowing for growth. And that's the problem. No. It's so 
it's reductive. It's it's 100%. not good. And it's it's going to kill someone. Like I can tell you now, it's going to kill someone someday very soon. It has killed people already, but it's going to kill someone in Ireland one day very, very soon. And it's so sad to see and watch, um, honestly. And every single person that involves themselves with trying to cancel people for making basic human mistakes, I really wish you'd look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I perfect? Because I can guarantee you the answer is no. And I guarantee you've done mm-hmm. something um but that's the thing it's about allowing for people to grow and if you don't allow for people to grow and you're actually doing the opposite of that then it's actually counterproductive you're working against your own cause um now before I let you go because I know that you're up early or well Mm -hmm. not going to sleep um you've set goals this year I remember hearing that one of your goals this year was to make a, a million bucks yes that is my good that's my main goal this year um do we think we're going to hit it yeah for sure yeah (laughs) 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 also I saw that because I popped on for your for your live this morning in between my lectures Mm. you got a new car and you can't drive (laughs) I can't drive can't drive um but I got a car I am I'll get my boyfriend to drive me around (laughs) I want to sit my tasks and stuff and um it was just at a really good price it's a new car so I said I'll get it so yeah new Beamer <laughs> love well do you know what that's exactly what Cardi B does Cardi B has loads of cars and she can't drive oh yay it's someone else like me <laughs> I don't know I, I feel like as well as that it's um it's my own like I I my boyfriend has a car um but I don't know it's my own car you know what I mean and like I can mm-hmm. be like here if you want to use my car today you have to bring me here <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's my and it's like it's like motivation as well to like okay exactly. I need to do my fucking lessons exactly yeah um now I could sit and talk to you for hours because I think you're really interesting I think there's a lot of depth there that people are too soon to overlook but I will finish on one question it's a shady question I know. The okay. Are you, are you? <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm just reading a screenshot. Okay. Yeah. And the screenshot is from, I think, um, TikTok Ireland, TikTok yeah, Ira. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it reads as follows. Why don't you and Neov follow each other on Insta anymore? Your TikTok videos are deleted what happened to give us a story time yeah. and the reply, which was from Lucy Fitz. Mm-hmm. I won't be addressing it as it really wasn't my decision. What happened? It wasn't really my decision. What happened? And I'm hurt over it. I just want to move on and not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but I'll mm-hmm. just say it actually wasn't my decision either. Um, it was somebody else in my life something happened with that person and uh like not something I don't want any crazy rumors now like there was just an argument with someone else in my life that's put me in a really awkward position and I think put everybody in a really awkward position and for now I've just had to um kind of just back off the you know I there's going to be mad rumors now from me saying that but it's nothing crazy nothing like nothing I don't know, people are going to be saying mad stuff. So it's nothing sexual, nothing like that. Um, it's just a falling out with someone else in my life. And I've kind of had to take a step back um, for now because to be honest, I'm just not able to deal with it at the moment. And I'm like, okay, just going to 
you know, um, but it's not, I, I, it's that it annoyed me when I seen that because it's been worded as if I have said nah, goodbye. And that's not the case either. And that is that on that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, again, like respect, massive respect for your transparency. It is an honesty and at times vulnerability. It is a really endearing quality in a person. It truly is. Um, like I said, I think you're very interesting. I would happily talk to you for hours, but I know you got shit to do. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Um, I just want to add, just in terms of that last one, I don't want anybody creating any beef um, because I absolutely love that girl and I'll always love that girl. Um, so don't be going saying, oh yeah, Nevo said she hated you on this podcast because that's just not the case. I love her, respect her always. Um, and that's all really. <laughs> I love it. That is it from me and Nevo. In the meantime, stay woke. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.